so you can craft like this new persona of mm -hmm. yourself in your imagination and then you have this like blueprint or roadmap that you then can work towards welcome to another episode of why not meditate podcast i'm your host masako kozawa a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation i am so happy that you're here What defines who you are? What determines the kind of life you live? You know, so often we use something external in order to define who we are and why we are living the type of life we are living. For example, we use the location or culture of our birth, or a relationship status, or a job title. Or family structure when we define who we are. I'm Japanese, I'm a single mom, I'm a podcaster, blah blah blah. And some of those labels are not permanent, while others are. I wasn't a podcaster a year ago, and although I will be a mom forever, I might not be single next year. But I think we let those labels determine the type of life we live to some extent. But what if we just went beyond those labels and used our imagination and explored who we really want to be and how we want to live our life? Maybe everything is more malleable than we believe it to be. Maybe you bought into the idea of your current self identity only because you didn't know that you have the power and authority to create it. Well, this is the area I've been personally exploring with my imagination coach, Christoph Weigert. In addition to being a coach, Christoph is a published author and a practitioner of an ancient Chinese healing art called Qigong. In this conversation, we dive into how we can use our imagination and creativity to redefine who we are and how we live our life. You know, it's been so much fun to just play with my imagination. I used to use my imagination more when I was little, but I kind of stopped using it as I got older and as I acquired more responsibilities as an adult. Sounds familiar? But you know what? It's never too late to change anything, right? And when you listen to this episode, I'm pretty sure. You'll be inspired to use your imagination and start reinventing who you are and how you live your life. I want to thank Christoph for unexpectedly showing up on my path and inviting me to imagine more and create the life I would love to live. So, without further ado, please welcome Christoph Weigert. Hi, Christoph. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Hi, Masako. Thank you for having me on. And hello to everyone who's listening. I'm quite good today and excited about our conversation. Me too. So, from the brief conversation we had, I understand that you are into, well, meditation, creativity, and imagination. And I am very interested in all three areas of those topics. And I would like you to 
just give us an idea of who you are and how you come to those three areas in your life. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Germany. I studied physiotherapy, so body work and trauma therapy. From there, I transitioned to the imagination and creativity because sometimes the trauma therapy can look more into the past and creativity and imagination is more also about the future and how we want to develop and which direction of life. So that's what I felt drawn to. Mm-hmm. And meditation. My main form of meditation is a movement meditation that's called Qigong that I studied in New York with a teacher. I want to dive into like those areas that you mentioned. Qigong, is it like Tai Chi, the ancient Chinese energy work, energy practice? Yeah, it's, it's very similar. And what I have to say, so I read the first time in a book about this specific teacher. And mm-hmm. there it was always called Qigong. And then years later, I finally went to New York to seek out the teacher. Basically, they teach a variety of martial arts, which part of it is Qigong. Then another one is also Bagua Chang, which is walking in a circle. Then there's also more internal martial arts. So Tai Chi basically is more outwards directed. It's like a dance. It has these hundred something forms. And there's always overlap, you know, and people always get um, inspiration by each other. But if you want to categorize it roughly, Tai Chi is more outwardly focused on these specific forms. Qigong is more focused on the breathing, on feeling the energy. There are overlaps. Mm -hmm. And many people do both. Okay. What made you go into Qigong practice and then like flew from Germany to New York to take the course? I mean, that's a huge jump. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because the way this author wrote about his teacher. So the story from the teacher is, so he's Afro-American and his teacher, one up in the lineage, he was half, I think, Chinese and half Taiwanese so so he was not accepted by either side Mm -hmm. not the Chinese and not the Taiwanese like really accepted him and he was also beaten up by his father Mm -hmm. so his mother then taught to him this style of Qigong which actually is a female version of it Mm -hmm. and she taught him all the secrets that usually only stay, they only stay in the family or often masters only give them very late to their students, maybe after 10, 20, 30 years, when they really trust them fully and that they've proven themselves worthy and that they are sincere in their study. Mm-hmm. So he got all of this from his mother. Then he went to New York. So he was cut loose from this strong traditional binding and he was translator for the UN. Yeah, so I was intrigued. Yeah. (laughs) I was curious about it and it just resonated with me in a really strong way. Yeah. 
And I always wanted to go travel to South America because many of my friends have been and I also felt this calling in a way. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, ah, okay, when I'm already crossing the Atlantic Ocean, why not go to New York and meet this teacher? Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I got there. So I've been since then a few times. So And then the, the old teacher, the old black teacher died. So I'm now with his master student who's now my teacher. Yeah, since then, this I'm doing it every day, mostly, since five, six years. What does that look like? Mm, so usually you go outside. So I was in New York the first time in January. I've mostly been in January, so it's really cold. Mm -hmm. But you always go outside. Okay. So this has a double effect. Because then also like nature is working on you. So because you're in the fresh air, there are exercises we do with a tree. Okay. So either you, you press into a tree and at the same time into the ground. There's this exercise where you walk in a circle around the tree. So when I teach people, we often do it in a group. So you have five people. One hand is outstretched to the tree. Mm -hmm. but it's like maybe five inches away from it and mm -hmm. the other is at your navel and then you have five people walking clockwise or counterclockwise around a tree mm -hmm. so it looks really weird also for people <laughs> who are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who are watching it but that's part of it part of it are exercises you do Just by yourself, you stand, you lift your arms, you, you inhale, you imagine energy rising through your body and also entering you through your navel. Mm -hmm. And then there can be partner exercises. So it also has this martial component where we're like trying to get each other off balance. Mm -hmm. So it's this mixture of physical power, but also working with energy And being very aware, you want to be mm -hmm. aware all the time, like of feelings in your body. And my observation is, so when I teach it to women and they come maybe only one time or a few times and we do some energy breathing and exercises, they have amazing far out experiences. Like they feel energy like 20 feet above them like going between them and the sky and everything mm -hmm. or sometimes they go like really far away when you're walking around the circle they go to another dimension i don't know so it seems that women are very open to this kind of mm. energy and this kind of workout so you mentioned What you learned from your teacher, your master, was the mm -hmm. feminine version of Qigong. Mm -hmm. So there's a masculine and feminine versions of Qigong. Yeah, so there are many different styles and, and versions. So I'm really not the best person to address the, the different styles. Also with Tai Chi, you have many different schools and then teacher who, who took the basics, added their own. Mm -hmm. So I'm basically just, yeah, I went there and I, I take everything that I learned. And they called me a purist because I didn't have another martial arts practice before. So I'm just taking what they learn. Mm -hmm. 
but it's a good question actually like what would be the male yeah male... i'm just wondering maybe that's why women are more receptive to the practice that you teach because it's a feminine version of qigong that you learned from your master exactly but what you also have to say it's also part of the philosophy that women can become as powerful as men when they do the same exercises and often I've seen it when I was in New York and we're like we're a woman like trying to get each other off balance. And when they do the same exercises, they also develop like really crazy power. So when the people are like reaching out to the trees, but not really touching and then connecting to the energy of nature and walking around, what's actually happening? So when you're walking around the tree and you stretch just one hand to the tree, you imagine, mm -hmm. so there is an overlap between imagination and Qigong, which why I also like it a lot. Mm -hmm. You imagine that your hand connects with the center of the tree, not mm -hmm. only the, the outer layer of the tree, but the center of the tree. Mm -hmm. So what, what I also want to say there right now is often that imagination helps us to make a connection that we don't feel yet. So we imagine the connection and the more we imagine it, At one point, it feels more real. Mm. So what it gives you, it brings you into a flow state. So really, the faster you walk, then everything around you can start to spin. So you do this for a while, and then you change direction, mm -hmm. which is also a really important aspect of it, because it also translates to life. Yeah, this way does not work. It's blocked. I mm. just change direction. Mm. So there you practice it on a physical level, mm -hmm. but you can extrapolate it to life. So you change direction a few times. So what they also say is because you always have this like spinning going on mm -hmm. and that everything also in the universe is spinning like electrons and mm -hmm. planets. And so you also connect more to the universe. So what I feel now when I do some circle walking, then I like to stand and then I feel like energy like running up in my legs and I just afterwards I just observed the energy mm -hmm. and I had this one like really crucial moment for me in my training there were four trees so you connect with the one hand to one tree you walk a circle you change your hands the one that was at pointing towards the tree goes to your navel the other one connects to another tree okay Mm -hmm. So it's three people that go in circles around the trees and change all the time. Okay. Another side thing is what you also imagine, what you also then feel after a while when you change these hands and you connect it to another tree, often you like get this like bolt of acceleration because you really feel some kind of magnetic connection to the other tree. Mm. So by changing the hands, you really um, get propelled forward. Mm -hmm. so we were doing this for 15 minutes three people walking around four trees mm -hmm. and then we were done and me and my co-student we, we we got out we talked and then my teacher said like come back in come back in in the middle of the trees and i was like, okay yeah and then i get back into the trees and suddenly i really felt energy like in a huge like washing machine or like invisible river all around in between the four trees. 
So there was mm. like, like really felt the energy and it, it was not like, oh yeah, I have to feel if I maybe notice something tiny. It was like really present and powerful and really like palpable mm. in a way. Yeah. Can also make people aggressive. So because it seems like you create this vortex through walking in a circle the whole time. What is a vortex, if you can explain? Vortex is something spinning around itself. Okay. Like it's this, I would say a tornado is a vortex. My teacher, he was walking in a circle, uh, and a woman, she was like watching him. And my teacher, when he moves, like, a, like the elegance and everything is amazing. It's like the, the best I've ever seen. And she cries out. She's like, you're the devil. And gets super offended by him just minding his own business and walking in a circle <laughs> because it's so out of the ordinary like when i do it in a park like children are always like gaping standing there their mouths gaping like asking the parents like what is he doing so it's really different but it's also we see it in older societies like tribal societies who would dance who have like a circle dance or who, who would dance around the, the campfire mm -hmm. So you can see it in different cultures, yeah. this circle idea. Yeah. But you do it despite of being seen as weird because there are enough benefits, right? <laughs> exactly. And there's this additional benefit that when people think you're weird and you still do it. So this is a philosophy term, social freedom. Mm. so that we don't care so much what other people think of us so yeah. so you also when you walk in a circle you're also practicing social freedom in a way yeah but of course at times it's hard especially when you're alone and i'm just walking around the tree and there's maybe a school class and like <laughs> 20 people pass you and you hear them like oh what is he doing like at the same time you're trying to focus so it's different things happening there. Yeah. So if you had a backyard with full of trees, then you can do it privately. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can also do it without a tree, like around a chair inside. It does not have to be a live tree. I think so again. So you can all do all the training also inside, but then working with nature it kind of adds this other yeah. dimension. Yeah. Like what my teacher also says, he's like, when I get sick, like drag me to a tree and like, let me stay and sleep under the tree until I recover. Huh. So trees are really seen as these yeah, life-giving kind of sentient beings. Mm -hmm. When you walk around the circle, you then also stand and you put your hands to the tree and also everyone loves this usually like just because it also gives people permission oh, because often it's like the people who hug the trees are seen as these weirdos <laughs> but suddenly it's like part no it's just part of my qigong training like there we just connect to the tree yeah and you said that you use your imagination when you visualize you connecting to the tree as you do the exercise and so I want to segue into imagination and creativity. You mentioned earlier that the traditional teaching that you've received kind of focused on the past. I believe a lot of like regular talk therapy 
focuses on the past experience in order to make sense out of who you are today. And I have a background in psychology as well. And I saw the limit in the talk therapy field, because as long as you're stuck in the past experience, if you just kept bringing that traumatic experience up over and over again, then you still live in that state of being and you're kind of shaping your self-identity based on that past traumatic experience. From that point of view, it's kind of difficult to jump into another version of yourself. So I like the fact that you saw that as a, like a problem and you wanted to focus on the future by focusing on imagination and creativity. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's definitely still like a place for all these like therapies. And what I studied was also body-based therapy, which was also kind of like very awareness-based, which also brought you at least into the moment and into your body. That's really good. Yeah. But so I also saw it in a way that it helps us to get back into like a zero point, you know, where we can be okay with life at least. Mm-hmm. But then comes a point where I want to branch out. and I want to go into the future. Yeah. And what you said, yes, we have to focus on our past and our past is also stories that we tell ourselves and others. So the imagination really helps to create like new stories, be it either that you realize like, okay, I'm this creative person right now. I, let's say, create a podcast. So a podcast, recording it and publishing it, it's a creation. You Mm -hmm. do something new. So you create a new part of yourself. Mm -hmm. So first you learn about the idea of, yeah, I can be creative. I can train my creativity actually with exercises. Then you also want to make the connection to action and you want to create things. And you just look like, okay, what's interesting for me? What kind of like resonates for me? What do I keep thinking about? And then you just try to go for it and express it. And by that, you also create a new sense of yourself. Mm. But then, of course, you can also say like, okay, how would my dream life look like? Like, what would I wear? Which places would I go to? Mm -hmm. Which kind of people would I interact with? What certain words I would use? So you can craft like this new persona of yourself in your imagination. And then you have this like blueprint or roadmap that you then can work towards. Yeah. Well, without imagination, you cannot really create anything. I believe that anything that we create, it has to start with a thought. And then you put words to that thought. And then you put an image, you visualize something, and then you figure out how to get to that image by taking action. And I think most of the years I worked in legal industry, I was not using that muscle of creativity and imagination because I was mostly doing the maintenance work every single day, like Mm -hmm. checking emails, responding to emails, dealing with different clients, but pretty much the same activity workflow. And there was no room for imagination, so to speak. 
Therefore,、mm-hmm. there was not much creativity happening, and I felt really stuck. And I was also in a, like a survival mode. It's pretty difficult to be creative when you are in fight or flight. And that meditation really became more significant in terms of me being more creative because it got me out of the survival mode. I was no longer in a fight or flight state. And then finally, I could become creative. I had the mental bandwidth to create something new.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes total sense what you say. You know, that you use the meditation to calm everything down, I would say, like slow it down. And then there is this more clear and empty space where new thoughts can come in.、Mm-hmm. Like, or how did you then transition from meditation to also creation? What was your? It was more like having like mental space that I didn't have before. So, after doing meditation for a certain amount of time, when I was experiencing some situation, I had this mental capacity to think a little bit outside of the box that I used to be stuck in. I would normally just take this one response or one path to respond. But now, like I had, okay, let's try this strategy. What if, if I did this instead of the usual thing that I do? Just like a split second of new possibility, new path of action that could lead into something totally different, which I never really thought of doing. It just didn't occur to me before because I was just so stuck in this one path. I only had like one way of responding. It was like a robot responding to, you know, if you push the button and then this would happen. I was operating in that state. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, what many people, what's the challenge? No, like, okay, something comes into us from the outside world.、Mm-hmm. And how much space do we have before like, we like, react or do we, do we think how we want to respond? Yeah. And then it's with the imagination when you want to use it to full power,、mm-hmm. then, you can, then you can, if you have more time, you know, then like, okay, you can think of different ways. Like, how could I react? Like, way A, B, C, D, E, because the imagination is infinite. And it always gives us more possibilities. I think that's also a beautiful thing about it. Yeah. And or if, if someone is listening and they say, ah,、oh, it still makes no sense, like, how can I use it in a practical way? What you can also do if you're wondering, like, what should I do now? You can ask yourself, like, ah,、oh, what would I never do、mm-hmm. in this kind of situation?、Mm-hmm. And then maybe you get out some, like, Like basic ideas, but sometimes we also store away the more far out, more creative things. We also tuck it away in our imagination. So, this quote unquote negative path of what would I never do、mm. can also really open up your creativity. Yeah. Have you done that exercise and then done something you've never done before? I mean, I'm always playing around with it. As,、mm-hmm. um, What you want to do nowadays because we have so many informations and everything, and you really need to be reminded 
to actually then do something because often we just hear about things but we never we never then do them in real life yeah. so we really, really need to like write it down okay and today i'm just gonna focus on this one thing yeah so how does that like three areas get integrated into the work that you do the qigong work imagination creativity how do those three work when you are embodying all three in your everyday life and also mm. when you're teaching people how to use those three well for myself in the morning i do qigong and then i i start my day yeah i'm a writer now i, I write a lot so there definitely my imagination also helped me were you a writer before the qigong training no but there more the whole imagination work helped me too to transition you used imagination to become writer version of yourself yeah i mean imagination then also life like i had a friend who was writing a book who lived with me so i mm -hmm. got really inspired by that mm -hmm. so i think there's this also life you know can throw things at us that we don't just have to pick up yeah. and observe yeah. so i think there also meditation comes in handy that we see the clues Mm -hmm. like for for me is also how i go about my life when i see one thing like two times mentioned mm -hmm. you know maybe on the radio someone says a name and then someone a day or two later i see it whatever on facebook then i start to like something in me goes off and i i, I pay more attention yeah so that's like also sign exactly so i would i would also say that's like one way of navigating through life maybe mm -hmm. so then also i use qigong and the, the breathing so there's one breathing exercise you're supposed to do 24 times every hour you're awake okay i don't do it that often because it's always like three to five minutes every mm -hmm. hour but i do it a few times throughout the day so this really helps me to also like reset and ground again instead of taking a coffee you can do breathing mm. so that's how it plays together and creativity and imagination it's i would say it's very similar maybe you could say creativity is applied imagination yeah like the process of creating maybe also so what the qigong really helped me so because the guys, like my teachers and my students, when I came to New York, they were like, you have to do it every day. Otherwise, you have to start over, like from the beginning. And then my teacher also told me, like, oh, yeah, now you can't really stop if you've done it a lot because after some months you will get sick because the body is so used to this more intake of energy. Okay. And it really does feel in a way like a drug but like the most beneficial and healthy drug there is yeah. because I don't want to stop really. Yeah. Like I want to do it. Like my body, sometimes maybe there's a day or two where I don't really feel like it, mm -hmm. but often then my body demands it. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you have something that you have going for yourself every day for years, this also adds a kind of persistence muscle to yourself and pulling through yeah. the things which then also helps for example writing a book or whatever you do yeah it takes some time to get to the point where it becomes a habit that you would like to repeat every day 
Mm-hmm. Like meditation is like a drug for me now, like you said, but it wasn't at the very beginning. I had to force myself to do it, but I kind of made it into my everyday morning routine so that I don't have to really think about whether I should meditate or not. I just do, I just put it on the calendar. And that's how I start my day. And then after a certain time, it took less effort. And then it became more of a necessity. Like I want to do it because I've experienced so many benefits. And if I don't do it, I notice the difference. And I would like to just keep going. Yeah, I sometimes say like meditation is the best drug ever because it's free. You can do it anywhere, anytime. There's no bad side effects. It's legal. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there are so many benefits. So Qigong, in a way, became like a good drug for you, like medicine. Exactly. Yeah, I would say so. What, what I want to add, because sometimes we find something, it's like at the beginning, it's amazing. We get so much energy mm-hmm. from it. But what can happen that it becomes like a routine. Yeah can become a bit stale and then it's more burdensome so their imagination can also help us to you know like stay active and stay going in different directions Mm -hmm. so part of this philosophy of imagination is so you find big project you want to bring to life Mm -hmm. and then you bring it to life but then often the bringing to life then can turn into just like like how do i do it it's become like a bit mechanical and everything so now i myself am back at this point so after publishing two books like i don't run want to write a third one i want to like do myself more imagination exercises Mm. because they really break up your thinking and get you out of pattern because it's our tendency as humans that once we find something that works like really well for us Mm -hmm. then we do it it becomes more easy it becomes effortless but there can also always be the point where it's not giving us so much anymore Mm. that's true yeah Yeah. so let's talk about the exercise imagination exercise that we can all use i believe you talk about that in your book imagination the secret nobody talks about Mm -hmm. can you share one or two exercises Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So the first maybe would be even a mindset, I would say, that you take a look around yourself throughout the day and you look at everything, buildings, the city, what other people are wearing, clothes, smartphones, computers, and you realize it's all a creation. It's all created. There's a process behind it. So this really gets you into this more... Yeah, appreciation, I would say, also for the creativity and for the creative process. Mm-hmm. When I understood this, I really had like a special day when I was walking around in this like amazement and looking at buildings and mm-hmm. everything and how the city is made up. So this is something you can always do. Yeah. Yeah, there's this one exercise. It's called Book of Dreams. Okay. So, so but there you don't write down your nightly dreams but mm-hmm. you make up a dream so you just just start somewhere it's like oh yeah i'm walking on water and then there's five pirates coming to me and i'm <laughs> jumping into the water and a whale helps me to get away mm-hmm. 
like, like the, and the whale then turns into a cab and then we're shooting out of the water and over a rainbow. You're creating a dream, okay? Mm -hmm. And then can start the next dream already. Like, oh, I'm standing on top of a huge building and my best friend is with me and suddenly a cloud comes by and we step onto the cloud and la la la, whatever. Like, okay. you create dream after dream. Mm -hmm. yeah there you can be really like free and wild and you don't have to adhere to our laws of physics and daily life where if we want to get from a to b we have to like go there by car or bike or take a plane so you, you know you can use the dream mechanics and be like really fast and wild and go many places mm -hmm. at once And you can do this every day for some minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you will get, you, you will notice over time that you want to like try to see and feel like what you're writing down. So you try if you can make it like more real in your mind. Mm -hmm. And you will also observe that it's becoming more real in a way over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a beautiful exercise, but this is a good place to start. I would okay. say. After doing that dream exercise for a period of time, did you notice any change in your everyday life? Hmm. So I had this friend who was really an artist. She was, she was living like an artist and everything. And I connected with her, but I always had this disconnect when she was with her artist friends. And I could never really like, yeah, understand what they were talking about and just connect to their vibe and frequency. Mm -hmm. so this definitely changed for me after indulging in my own imagination more and more mm -hmm. and I would say also more the sense that we are or I am more than my body mm -hmm. because in the imagination yeah you many times go to outside of your body you go to different place mm -hmm. So this, in a way, also gave me this deeper, more, I don't know if it makes sense to say cellular understanding, because mm -hmm. you're talking about something outside of the body, right. but a more assured feeling that I'm more than only the physical body. Hmm. Yeah. Because you're experiencing what you imagine in here and now, even though what you're mm. imagining is not happening here and now. So you're kind of connecting your body to your imagination. Yeah. Or for example, so when I was writing this novel and then I stopped like at some scene for like a month or two. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a festival in a castle and then I came back to the book and I was like, oh yeah, what, what have I been up to? What was I writing? And then I realized, like, the last sentence, last two sentences were, were, like, and then they jumped through a portal and they ended up in a castle. Mm -hmm. And back then, when I was writing this, like, I didn't know. I didn't even know about this festival that was about to be in a castle. I had no plans. I had no connections to it. Yeah, there I would say there's also this overlap that can happen between reality and imagination sometimes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's exciting it's like you're on the uh, the tip of what you're trying to create you're like the driving force of your creativity 
you're kind of like in between your imagination and creation. Yeah, I mean that's the goal, no, to make this always stronger. Yeah, I would say, but still keep it playful. I mean, I'm certainly not at the point where I write something down and it becomes immediately reality. I'm not there yet. But you just start somewhere and then maybe, yeah, you notice something around you maybe changes. Mm -hmm. For me, often it's... Um, so now as I get back more into the exercises also, um, your senses become sharper. You see things more clear, more vibrant. Maybe there's a little sparkle to it. You, you hear things in a more specific, interesting way. Interesting. I'm going to do those exercises. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. And I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this other thing that I sometimes do with people together. So you can guide someone through a imaginative excursion. Okay. where I just ask you, we just take a place, whatever, like maybe at the beach. Mm -hmm. And then I ask you like many details, like what do you see? How do the waves look like? And in this connection between two people, it seems there is kind of this effect that makes it stronger sometimes than when you just do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. So I've, done this a couple of times and then this one woman she was like yeah it's so weird it's like i really felt like i was there mm. at this other place so yeah if you find someone who can go to you with these places it's also really interesting to go to explore together so like two people who are not really trained to teach can just do this exercise together basically yeah you just have so okay you get permission now to do it <laughs> and just one person closes their eyes mm -hmm. and you just decide on a starting scene mm -hmm. then you tell the other person like what you're seeing mm -hmm. and then there's also this distinction you know like when I close my eyes like do I really see it or do I get a concept of it that I mm -hmm. somehow see it or vaguely and it, or do I just imagine it and make it up in a way mm -hmm. and it's all okay because it's all stimulating your imagination, mm. what it's all about. And then you just tell the other person, and then the other person, of course, can guide you, you know, like, ah, oh, yeah, when you look up to the sky, what do you see there? Like, ah, oh, yeah, I see this cloud approaching. Mm -hmm. Then I ask you, okay, tell me more about the cloud. Like, what color does it have? What patterns? How fast is it moving? When you look to the left, like really far, what's happening there? There's a ship coming on the ocean. I mean, maybe you don't physically like see it, but I can still ask you, okay, what's happening on the ship? <laughs> <laughs> then you just go to the ship and then you describe, explore, imagine the ship together. There you're really like holding space, I would say, for each other. Yeah. Or creating the space. So it's yeah i think it's also really beautiful to do yeah. together and it also because you really have to focus and concentrate of course no when you like imagine so it also has this meditative effect as a side effect and it's fun it's not just trying to like not think of anything because our mind wants to engage in something all the time 
So if we could use that skill to imagine something fun and playful, and hopefully that would lead to some sort of creativity. I mean, that's a very productive thing to do. Yeah, I would also say so. So you also work with people through your coaching program. How does that work? Is it coaching about Qigong or how to develop more creativity or how does that work? Mm. Yeah, I always like to have also a physical aspect. So the thing is, I do mostly online now. So it's if the Qigong, it's not so easy to do because it's really good when you're in person. Yeah. And what I also feel, so with my teacher, and what also makes them special, because often he told me when you go to China and there's like so many students and the teacher doesn't even like touch you, you know, or maybe in two weeks gives you like, touches you like a tiny thing by the shoulder and gives you a correction. But there in the physical contact, there's also a lot of transmission happening. Mm-hmm. So this online it's not so easy to do but there's some ideas about body posture posture and breathing what you can do so for example you know, what can also help you when you're through your going through your day and you're having like an anxious thought you can use the breath in different ways so this can help people mm-hmm. but then also with this one woman we were exploring in imagination we were exploring an archetype then you create this figure that represents for you power. And then you, again, we create it in a lot of detail. Like what does he or she or it wear? How's you know, the general vibe? How does it talk? All the senses. Mm-hmm. Also, you can imagine smell. You can imagine like touch. How would it feel like? And then she could use this. She could use this persona again when she was stressed throughout the day. She could think about this persona and suddenly something would change for her. Mm. Or she also experienced, again, we were just focusing on the imagination, like Mm -hmm. no specific goal, just exploring. And I asked, yeah, how was your week? And she was like, yeah, my yoga teaching totally changed, like the the flow of it. Like, Mm. So that's also what I see as one of the interesting aspects of the imagination. Like you don't have to shoot for the exact goal, but Mm -hmm. because it's such a basic faculty of us and of our life, Mm -hmm. it also can help with anything without going for it directly. Yeah. So you basically help people how to tap into their imagination more. Yeah, but also, so imagination is one thing, but then, of course, when you coach someone, you also have to be practical, no? because you mentioned beforehand you were only doing the, like, responding to emails and <laughs> this thing. But, of course, when people don't have this going, like, they don't have, like, so much order to their life, that's also, like, that's the basic that you can get basic stuff done, mm-hmm. which... Of course, it's also an important aspect of the, of the coaching that you look at all aspects. So you also provide action steps to Definitely. use the imagination and then to create what the person has imagined. Definitely, yeah. yeah you always need to then break it down and like, how can, what's the first step? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to be married to it. 
but there's always okay we create this picture in our mind maybe big or not super big different sizes but then you have tried to make it real and bring it also into reality to connect with it mm -hmm. yeah it has all these aspects cool how can people get in touch with you and work with you hmm. one really good channel is just my instagram which is Christoph with ch and ph at the end mm -hmm. then underscore and it's a german name so it's w e i g e r t Christoph so underscore weigert exactly yeah yes when you go to jin J I N N minus Imagio, I M A G I O dot D E forward slash book. There you can get my book on imagination and you also see my email address. Okay. I will include both your Instagram handle and the website of your book, Imagination, The Secret Nobody Talks About on the show notes so that people can just click and then get the information and get in touch with you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story and thank you so much for expanding um, imagination for yourself and other people so that we can create the life that we want. Yeah. Thank you so much for the interview, for listening, for asking and also everybody out there. And I hope you get something out of it. And it's really important to take action yeah. on the information that you receive. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you excited about doing these imagination exercises and seeing where it takes you? Here are the takeaways. Number one, Qigong is an ancient Chinese energy healing modality, and it involves the regulation of the mind, breath, body movement, and posture. Number two, one of the Qigong exercises is to walk around the trees in a circle with one hand reaching toward the tree and the other hand placed on your navel. As you walk around the trees, imagine that you are connecting to the center of the tree and notice how your energy feels within you and around you. Number three, oftentimes we hold on to what happened in the past in order to define who we are today. But is it really serving you? Instead, why don't we consciously use our imagination to create the story of who we would rather be or become? Number four, how can we be more creative? First, you realize that you can be creative and then you take action by following what interests you. By doing that, you also create a new sense of yourself. Number five, imagine yourself living the life you love. Where are you? Who are you with? What are you wearing? What do you see and smell? Imagine all of the details and feel all of the feelings that vision gives you. Number six, meditation helps you to calm your nervous system which gets you out of the fight or flight mode. Once you're out of the survival mode, then you can start creating. Number seven, when we find something that works for us, whether that's a meditation or a certain type of exercise, we stick to it 
and it becomes part of our routine, which is great. At the same time, however, it might become stale and you might not get as much inspiration from it. Switch things up from time to time. Number eight, one of the imagination exercises that you can do is to pay close attention to details of everything you see and how everything has been created. This exercise will raise your awareness and increase the appreciation for life in general. Number nine, another imagination exercise you can do is to write down dreams as you make them up. You can ignore the physical limitation and be as free, wild, and fun as you would like to be. Try it. It's liberating. As you engage in these exercises, you might also notice that your senses get heightened. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To get more information about Christoph, check out his Instagram at Christoph underscore Weigert. And his book, Imagination, The Secret Nobody Talks About, is available at the link on the show notes. Feel free to reach out to him if you'd like to have him walk you through these imagination exercises. Also, I am putting the YouTube video link of the walking around the tree exercise, so check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I know there are so many other podcasts out there you can choose from, and you choosing this means so much to me, so thank you. And if this conversation touched you or inspired you in any way, I would love to hear from you. Please share the screenshot on your Instagram story and tag me at masakozawa underscore photography. And if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this episode, please share it. You can text or email them a link to this episode. And if you would like to connect with me or with other meditators, I invite you to a private Facebook group called Why Not Meditate. I would love to connect with you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?